That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Oh, hi. Before we start the show, I got to talk about Omaha Steaks. They have a limited-time Father's Day offer that dad is sure to love. When you go to omahasteaks.com, enter the code LIBERAL in the search bar and save, oh, wait for this, 55%. So for just $79.99, your summer sizzle pack for dad will include four naturally lean top sirloin steaks, hand-carved and aged 21 days for tenderness and flavor. Oh my God, my mouth is watering. Four boneless chicken breasts, four gourmet jumbo franks and kielbasa sausages, a package of all-beef meatballs, four perfectly browned potatoes au gratin, four caramel apple tartlets, and an Omaha Steaks signature seasoning packet. Dad is going to get all this delicious food, plus a free pound of steak-cut bacon. This amazing gift is ready to be shipped straight to your dad's door in time for Father's Day for $79.99. These packages come flash-frozen, vacuum-sealed, and delivered in a cooler with dry ice safely to his door. All backed by Omaha Steaks' unconditional 100% money-back guarantee and the best customer service ever. It's a simple, delicious way to treat Dad this Father's Day. And don't wait. Go to omahasteaks.com and type the code LIBERAL in the search bar to order the summer sizzle pack for Father's Day today. That's omahasteaks.com and type LIBERAL in the search bar. And now let the cartoons begin. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters. Relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Well, here's the thing, man. Whenever the cops gun down an innocent black man, they always say the same things, man. They always say the same thing. It's like, well, it's not most cops. It's just a few bad apples. It's just a few... Bad apples. Bad apple. That's a lovely name for murderer. <laughs> it's like, how'd they get that one? Bad apple. That almost sounds nice. I mean, I've had a bad apple. It was tart. But it didn't choke me out. <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I know it's hard being a cop. I know it's hard. I know that shit's dangerous. I know it is, okay? But some jobs can't have bad apples, okay? Some jobs, everybody gotta be good. Like pilots. You know? American Airlines can't be like, you know, most of our pilots like to land. We just got a few bad apples. They like to crash in the mountains. <laughs> Please bear with us. Bob Seska. Bob Seska. You really are sick. The Bob Seska Show. <laughs> yeah, I've been quoting that one uh, for a couple of weeks now. I thought I'd finally play it. From our nation's capital, it is Tuesday, June 16, 2020. And this is the Bob Seska Show presented by BubbleGenius.com. Hi, what's up? My name is Bob. Hello, Bob. Day 1,244 of the Trump crisis, 140 days into the 2020 presidential election. And, uh, oh, look, sitting right over there from Buzz Burbank News and Comment, it's my friend Buzz. Hi. Oh, 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 man. Uh, Chris Rock, amazing. Bob Seska, amazing. Hi. It's good to be back. Uh, he's Bob. Uh-huh. I'm Buzz. And we drink water with one hand. <laughs> so Saturday... Saturday, and I'm sure everybody's seen this by now, at mm-hmm. the West Point commencement, uh, Trump uh, talked the talk, 
but was unable to either walk the walk or drink the drink. <laughs> what a mess. Got a little work to do there. <laughs> and the ramp, you know, walking down the ramp. Trump says yeah. that the, the ramp that he he crept down, crawled down on Saturday, he said it was slippery. Yeah. And and that's really funny because the ramp said the same thing about him. <laughs> I I'm surprised I'm surprised I'm here today. I'm I'm tired, I'm exhausted. I was yeah. up all night, up all night, uh checking the history books just to make sure we really won the Civil War. I was a little, I got a little fuzzy for a while, but I think. <laughs> I was doing the same thing. Uh, but I got really excited, really happy and excited mm-hmm. after seeing the uh, the download numbers from last Tuesday's Bob Seska show. <laughs> but as it was explained to me later, that's just because there's more testing. So <laughs> it's all in how you read the numbers. That's right. right that's right. I, you know, it's like I always say, Bob, you know, I've said this for a long time. I'm uh-huh. saying it again here today. Don't get happy. <laughs> yeah. Here's Rocky Mountain Mike. The long and slippery ramp that leads to ground floor will fill him full of fear. He's been scared of stairs before. Hey, listen, I finally, he was, I, I sensed, I sensed that he was a little yeah. hurt yeah. that I had not watched his episode of Corona Kitchen, <laughs> uh, but I know me too, <laughs> but that I had, I had watched every minute of yours. Yeah. So uh, over the weekend, when I finally had time, <laughs> mm. I, I sat down and I put it up, I, Mike, I put it up on the big screen. Yeah. I slapped this. I don't have the beautiful home theater that you have that I'm envious of and have uh, lazily tried to recreate in my own home. <laughs> but but uh, and I admire that greatly. Uh, but I uh, I did get around and I, I watched it on the big screen every minute. I watched the entire show and I was surprised because I saw what I expected to see when I watched yours, Bob. <laughs> M- Mike actually cooked something. Yeah, he did. I didn't cook a damn thing. I wasn't you, about you, to go down that you, road. You are a cooking voyeur. <laughs> you watch, you like to watch the cooking. <laughs> yeah, that's but exactly Mike actually, yeah. Mike actually did it, and he has a baster, which yeah, I think yeah. is very impressive. My so enti- my, my, yeah, my entire job in that process of doing the Corona Kitchen with Debriana was uh, just disruption. <laughs> I just had uh, be, be disruptive. Wise that was guy. Like- I see. This is why I said I was proud of you because it was just <laughs> nothing but but wisecracks. You know, I just and that's really what I was hoping for. And I thought, you know, there's nothing. You know, I mean, it was all everybody was having fun together. Yeah, yeah. But it 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 added that that uh, bit of seasoning that that I really was hoping for. Well, there was one other thing that happened on last week's show. Uh, speaking of things from last week, I wheeled out this new jingle for you. It's actually a DJ shout is what they right. call it. What yes. you actually found in your archives and you sent it along to me. And Mike Elston. And that's it right there. It's just the guys <laughs> yelling Mike Elston. Mike Elston. And, which is your actual and, name, which is your real name. And, and that hurt people too. Yes, because, oh my God, my <laughs> friend Aubrey Fletcher, who's yes, a regular yes. listener of the show, Here, subscriber Aubrey. on Patreon and and he informed me right after uh, last Tuesday's show that whenever I played Mike Elson, it created a jump scare. It was a jump scare yeah. for him. Like, oh yeah. my god! And it it, it scared the shit out of him. It was gonna appears out of nowhere and just that, Mike Elson. Aubrey, just, <laughs> Aubrey, that means it's working. <laughs> <laughs> and the funny thing is about it is that yeah. I can't stop laughing about the fact that that was a jump scare for someone. But, well, yeah, and I, I mean, yeah. not only because it is so ultimately innocuous, it's just Mike Elson. It's just your name being shouted by a couple of guys. Well, but at the uh, yeah, same time, we never we never meant to frighten them. No, of course, that that's the never the intention. At all. Yeah, no. but I, I mean, one of the other things is I find jump scares 
endlessly yeah. hilarious. And I'm not talking <laughs> about the ones from movies. I, the, the uh-huh. ones in movies are staged and they're not nearly as funny because you know the people are acting. But the f- ones that I find hilarious are those ones where the people have to stare at this video and there's nothing happening in the video and then suddenly out of nowhere Mike Elson there's like a, the face <laughs> the face of the exorcist girl uh, and and it scares the and the people are falling over their chairs and, and they're screaming and I find you know, that so funny to watch and I'm I, sick and I'm sorry I'm, I'm, I've never noticed it before but now that you put it in that light uh, describe it in that way it does sound a bit demonic <laughs> It does. It does. Mike Elson. It is a little bit low pitched, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's a little. Thinking. That's. I would hope for something more cheerful. Well, I was young then and didn't know better. Yeah, yeah. Well, even last night, as I was laying in bed and I was thinking about this, sometimes I do this where I think about the next day's show as I'm laying in bed. Right. You know, I got to mention this thing that happened to Aubrey Fletcher with the Mike Elson jump scare. And just the thought of it was making me laugh. And it's not you, Aubrey. I'm talking directly to a listener now. It's just, it's my perception of it. If I know that it's genuine, like I can spend all day on YouTube doing a deep dive into jump scare compilation videos. (laughs) Oh, dear. And it never stops making me laugh. I just laugh and laugh and laugh. And there's something wrong with me. I've got a screw loose or something. I don't know why that is. Also, video, video of people falling down. Is also yeah. funny to me. And I, yeah. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sick. I'm twisted. I shouldn't do the that. The only, but, yeah. the only healthy thing about that uh, sort of diversion, Bob, is that it gets you out of politics for a while. <laughs> That's right. Because uh, there's nothing hilarious about politics, of course, uh, uh, as, <laughs> no, as really witnessed not. on this show every week. Um, <laughs> so uh, let's see. Where do we start today? Donald Trump uh, did a thing in the Rose Garden, another thing where he kind of slept walked. Or he was kind of napping through another uh, teleprompter speech. He was signing <laughs> an executive order, which... Again, one of the things that drives me nuts about this president, one of the millions of things that drive me nuts about this president is when he takes something that is innocuous and simple and ordinary, that things that presidents do all the time, Nothing. Things, yeah. things that presidents have done throughout history, and he treats all of that crap as if they're these gigantic Herculean achievements that required all kinds of right. exertion and effort. Oh, man, and he's exhausted, Bob. Sh- he's yeah. just exhausted. Right, and that always happens with his executive orders. Just, oh, look how proud I am of this thing that I signed that I didn't read. He's writing so many of them. Uh, it's like we're writing on napkins at this point for him. Yeah. Um, uh, and there's so much to be undone. I mean, and there are think tanks that, that are focused right now on, okay, which Trump executive orders and order reversals mm-hmm. need to be undone yeah. and in what order, you know, what are the priorities? Because the list is long, mm-hmm. uh, but this is, this is one of these, you know, uh, to use a word I hate, a big fat nothing burger. There's nothing, yeah. there's really nothing here. It falls far short of what the protesters are, are demanding. Of course. It, it, it's, it's tone deaf to what's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very, it's soft. It's, it's the, it's as, as executive orders go, it's one of the softest, I think that that's ever been written. Yeah. And he, at the same time, he spouts off nonsense uh, about, uh, how he supports uh, not only his he expresses not only his support for the police but espouses nonsense about uh, an AIDS vaccine. That's right. Uh, while, while he's at it, I mean, <laughs> just uh, the guy is uh, just a train wreck. And oh man, the polls are starting to show it. Were you going to talk about polls today? Yeah, a little bit. I, in fact, I'm looking at a poll right here I, related I, to I, what the president presented today. You got you got the documents right. Mine. You got the documents. I brought mine. Yeah. I got the documents. Got the documents. Got the documents right. Bob. Hey, what do you got? What do you got by way of polls sitting there in front of you? Well, I mean, this. This is overall stuff, and I I didn't bother to write down the names of these polls. This is just kind of a summary of what's going on, but there's definitely a pattern here. Mm. Uh, Biden leads in Michigan by 12 to 16 points. Jesus. Biden leads in Florida by 10 points. Oh, my God. Biden trails in Florida by just one point, Hmm. eroding Trump's 10-point lead of March. (sighs) Wow. Biden's up by nine in Wisconsin. Uh-huh. Over, over Trump. Last week's national polls, as you remember, had Biden up between 6 and 14 points. Uh, it, it's a 10-point average, 10 to 11-point average nationally, uh, and uh, I'm eager to hear what you have, because I'm sure it's more specific. Well, I, and not specific to the election. I did have some uh, oh, poll numbers oh, about- based on 
police reform that I'm sitting ah. here looking at, which, well, like, again, yeah. it's tangentially related because the president spoke about it today, but... 82% of Americans support banning police from using chokeholds, 83% yep. support banning racial profiling, 92% yep. support requiring federal police to wear body cameras, 89% of Americans want to require police to give the people they stop their name, their badge number, reason for the stop, 91% support allowing independent investigations of police departments that show patterns of misconduct, 75% of Americans, including 60% of Republicans, support mm-hmm. allowing victims of police police misconduct to sue police departments for damages that is gigantic and on top of all of that this was something that tucker carlson even did a chunk of his show about the other night tucker carlson's a chunk (laughs) well he uh actually confessed something that probably didn't make donald trump smile you know uh, tucker carlson's audience of one black lives (laughs) matter is now more popular than the president of the United States. COVID-19 is more popular than the president of the United States. <laughs> and, and it's not just a slight difference between the president and support for Black Lives Matter. It's right. a huge difference. Donald Trump is at about 42%-ish, give or take, depending on what polling average you look at. At the same time, Black Lives Matter is supported now by Americans by a, a rate of 65%. I think it's 64, 65%. And how do we reconcile that contrast? I mean, we talked about this a little bit last week. Yeah. Uh, on one hand, it, Trump has these disproportionately high approval numbers, uh-huh. uh, disproportionate when compared to uh, the disapproval numbers for the handling of uh, specific issues. Yeah. So what? What's? How do you reconcile those two very different numbers? One number indicates he's popular, uh, popular, you know, reasonably popular, I guess. You know, forty-two percent. He's never hit fifty, but but there's a, this huge support for him out there yeah. still. And and on the other hand, you see eighty, ninety percent of as you indicated, even majorities of Republicans, uh, but but eighty to ninety percent of the American populace supporting these police reform changes uh, with which Trump is completely out of tune and, and out of step. I think in a lot of ways, when people are asked about these uh, poll questions, I, I think what mm-hmm. they tend to do is react to what the general zeitgeist is rather than what mm-hmm, they mm-hmm, themselves mm-hmm. believe. So they figure, oh, I'm being asked about Donald Trump's job performance on the economy. Well, people are saying he's not, I mean, the economy, yeah, I guess he's doing okay. Right. And so yeah. what they do is they don't react based on their own opinion. They're reacting based That's on it. other people's opinions. Yeah. That's it. We review these things uh, as individuals. We review these issues and individuals separately. Yeah, uh, and, yeah. and I contended, and I think I mentioned this before, uh, that what accounts, I think, for Donald Trump's numbers being as high as they are is his popularity as a cult figure. Yeah. So that, I don't know that that means they'll reelect him. If you elected the Superman president and <laughs> Superman did a shitty job as president, mm-hmm. uh, you might still be very fond of Superman, but not want him to run your country anymore. Oh, no, absolutely not. And you know what? The uh, spread right now, according to Real Clear Politics, based on Donald Trump's approval, disapproval right now, the spread there is uh, holding steady. I mean, it's actually about 13, minus 13%. And in fact, the last time his numbers were collapsing this hard was in late 2018 into early 2019, which was the height of the kids in cages. It was the height of Donald Trump locking up uh, migrants in in internment camps. And that was the outrage there, where his disapproval shot way up within a very short period of time, between around December, mid-December on through uh, mid-January. His disapproval just spikes on this chart. And we're seeing the same trajectory now, yeah. But, but, whereas that was temporary, uh, to to all my skeptical friends out there, uh, whereas that was temporary, I... I think we can safely presume that uh, things are different this time mm-hmm. because the protests are not going away and the virus is not going away. That's right. And these are the issues that are dragging Trump down, down, yeah. down. His numbers are dropping. As indicated, I showed you, he, he dropped, what, nine points mm-hmm. in one poll uh, to uh, uh, one-point lead over Biden where he had a 10-point lead before. Uh, so we're seeing, I think, bigger drops and because we know the circumstances and the time that's left on the clock of this administration, 
I think we can rest assured, as miserable as these other issues are, that uh, Trump's popularity will continue to deteriorate and lead to his inevitable defeat. I hope that's the case, because <laughs> I, I really believe that this could be Trump fatigue driving the polls down like that's this. That's a lot of it. Finally. Yeah. Finally. Yeah. Finally. And I'm hoping it's the Trump fatigue and not just something that's specific to what we're going through right now. Even if it were, what's happening right now isn't going away between now yeah. and the election. Yeah. So yeah. as terrible as that is for all of us, it also means he ain't coming back. Well, he does have... <laughs> again, here I'm going down this road where suddenly oh, I'm, I'm, I'm the cup yeah. half empty in all of this it's what, conversation. It's what we're... It's what we're here for and that's your job anyway <laughs> that's right i just i'm concerned that he's gonna pull some sort of trick and uh somehow revitalize his poll numbers or you know i mean all he really has to do is <laughs> shut up i mean i think yeah. what's working against him and this is counterintuitive i mean this is something that caught me by surprise is that the more he talks now the worse he does which is the opposite of how things worked in 2016 where yeah, it was the exactly. more he spoke ding, the higher ding, his numbers went ding. yeah yeah exactly Exactly. And you're not the first person I've heard espouse this uh, view that the magic is worn off. Yeah. Uh, they, they finally see the carnival barker that he is. If they didn't see it before, they're seeing it. More people are seeing it in, uh, in greater numbers now. Yeah. And uh, it's the magic is not working. His uh, TV reality show approach to things. Uh, it, it's gotten old. You know, we mm -hmm. talked about his TV show, his daily TV show, getting old and and and, and being part of the erosion of his popularity. And yeah. I, I think and I think that's been a factor too. He's as you've always said, yeah, Trump always makes things worse for Trump. Yeah. And uh, that has been true overall as well as in individual cases. Yeah, and maybe something broke with uh, a certain number of people. <laughs> and we're not talking about, you know, the 30 to 40% who are just the diehard cultists. We're talking about the, I don't know what else you would call them, swing voters, whatever. Something snapped with them. I think when this all fell apart, and I'm talking about Donald Trump's response to COVID-19, I mm. think that incompetent response in the face of, now, what are we Cold. going? 120,000 dead Americans. Cold-hearted yeah. and incompetent. Yeah, yeah. And then the response on top of that to Black Lives Matter. Now, you talk about counterintuitive. There was all kinds of concern. Some of my uh, never-Trump friends, including Tom Nichols, was concerned about how uh, a resurgence in the Black Lives Matter movement would actually help Donald Trump. That has not happened. And I go back to right. Tucker Carlson's uh, little poll numbers there. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah, where this is actually hurting Donald Trump. He seems out of touch mm -hmm. with the rest mm -hmm. of America, who Bingo. has now gotten to that point where we're fed up. It was almost like after uh, the Parkland High School shooting, when people are just like, okay, you know what? Enough is fucking enough this with is, these guns. This is it. And yeah. a lot of us thought that was it. That was going to be the change right there, and yeah. it didn't happen. Right. Well, that's, that is also true. But now there is more and more support. The support is becoming yes. more yes. metastasized yes. into the uh, yes. ideas and thoughts of everyday Americans. And in fact, I think all of those times that he was on TV with his daily Trump show, uh, where I was going, oh, holy shit, this is going to be awful. This is like he's doing his rallies again. He's on television across all the major uh, broadcast networks, too, live. And I was so desperately concerned that that was going to repeat what we saw in 2016. Well, Understood. again, yeah. as I said, it's not happening that way. And The and, more he says, the more he hurts himself. And, now. And I, yeah, and I really hope that has to do with uh, Trump fatigue. The, just people just getting sick and, and tired of the bullshit, you know? And a certain wising up. I mean, I, I told you uh, back toward uh, the beginning of the Trump administration that uh, it, it takes a long time for the general public to get on the right side of things sometimes. Yeah, yeah, uh, really that, that they they tend to run as a whole behind the curve of of what's happening, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and uh, they resist that uh, for as long as they can until they finally until they finally see it. And and a lot of people. Thankfully, I believe finally have. It really baffles me are the people who just randomly swing back and forth between approve and disapprove. Those are the people who I'm confounded by. Like, what makes these people tick? Where one day they're like, fuck Donald Trump, and the day after that they're like, yeah, he's my president. I think this is great what he's doing. Right. I don't right. understand those people because it's so, it should be so clear. You either 
Well, L- love the guy because he gives you confirmation bias and reflects your grievances and racism and all the rest of it. Or you hate the guy because of all those mm. things, because of his grievances, because of his racism, because of his despotism Shh. and incompetence and all the rest of it. Most people aren't that distinctive. Uh, most yeah. people, it's it's shades of gray for most people. Uh-huh. They 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 like some things he says and does. They like they dislike other things he says and does. Um, uh, over time, uh, the scales tip one way or another, and I think we're seeing the tipping now in the polls. Yeah, and we're also seeing a tipping, I think, when it comes to the Supreme Court. I think, and I, you oh know, my God, I was having this yes. conversation with Donna Halper the other day via DM, and she was oh. observing that maybe John Roberts is just done with the Trump politicization of the Supreme Court. I think uh-huh. Uh-huh. I think maybe John Roberts is fed up. We may even see some breakaway from Neil Gorsuch, although I'm not I don't think this is going to end up in a long-term trend with these guys. I think that just right now they're making decisions based on, or at least partly influenced by the fact that Donald Trump is injecting so much politics into uh, the court itself and its decisions. And so perhaps that's why they sided uh, the way they did on this uh, decision that came down am- yesterday with regard to uh, LGBT rights. And Yeah, an amazing uh, majority vote uh, and an amazing coalition yeah, uh, in in that voting. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. I think Robert sees himself as the adult in the room, yeah. especially with the presence of Kavanaugh, uh, frankly, and and uh, to, to a large extent, uh, Clarence Thomas. Yeah, uh, I, I think I think because he knows these are off the deep end guys that uh, you know it, that, that needs to be a check and balance for that. Yeah, and I think I think Robert sees himself as that as the chief justice. Um, I, I Gorsuch is a hard read. This is not the first time Gorsuch has. Uh, made uh, a, a ruling favorable to progressives. Yeah. Um, and that's, it, it seems encouraging. It, it gives me a read. He's also made conservative rulings. It gives me a read that Gorsuch at least believes in his heart that he's ruling on the law. Are we vacuuming? You know what? That's <laughs> that's a leaf blower outside my window. That, oh, that, oh. You know what? That is about... <laughs> I would say a good hundred yards away from where I'm sitting wow. right now. That's like wow. a football field away, and it's see. And and what the what the audience doesn't know is just today I don't have monitors for things like sound effects and, and those kinds of things. So the fact that I could hear that is really significant. Did you think I was playing a wacky sound effect? Is that what you can, thought? No, no. I thought perhaps someone was vacuuming. I thought perhaps. I'm vacuuming, uh, per- actually. Thought, uh, thought perhaps, thought perhaps the maid, the janitorial service, had burst into the room. I just, you know what I thought? Started- <laughs> Fuck this show! I'm just gonna vacuum <laughs> while Buzz is talking. Right? Well, there's no, you know, kill two birds with one stone. I say, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. To, I've even forgotten what we were talking about. I, I, I couldn't resist the vacuum distraction. <laughs> I think we were talking about Neil Gorsuch and the Supreme Court. Oh yeah, so yeah, I think I yeah. think Gorsuch believes in his heart that he's ruling based on the law, and that's an encouraging <laughs> sign. And I think I think Robert sees himself as the adult in the room. Uh, this is very good news, and I think that uh, a majority of the justices has realized there's a kookula in the White House. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, the thing that again, I'm not looking a gift horse in the mouth by any stretch of the imagination right. no. here. Yeah. But I look at the three dissenting votes, which is Kavanaugh, Alito, <laughs> and of course Clarence Thomas. Thomas. How do you look at Title Seven of the Civil Rights Act and go? Eh, I don't think so. I don't think they get those rights. Uh, these people, mm, they don't deserve all the rights of, as look regular at, people. It just doesn't make Ka- any sense look, to me. Look at Kavanaugh's face. You know what a prick he is. <laughs> of course he's going to expect expect him to do the prick thing. <laughs> yeah, well, okay. Hey, as long as, you know, my feeling is as long as we can keep them in that kind of a minority, uh, they can stay as long as they want. As long as we just get to get, they, they can voice their side's opinion, we keep vote, keep can keep voting them down. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think it's very encouraging. And with Trump's tax cases coming up before the court soon, I think this is a very encouraging sign. I hope it's, I hope it is truly a, a prescient sign. Yeah. And speaking of Clarence Thomas, I was just doing some math the other day and determined that within two, let's say Joe Biden wins this election. And let's right. say yes, that please. either Joe Biden wins re-election or Joe Biden's successor 
from the Democratic Party, whether it's his vice president or someone else, wins the, with you. wins in 2024. At the end yeah. of that eight-year span, by the end of that eight-year span, Clarence Thomas will be 80 years old. So I feel like, all? yeah, I know. But sometime within that eight-year span, I think Clarence, yeah. we will either lose Clarence Thomas to some sort of ailment or old age or whatever, God or forbid. he will retire. Yep. And so that's the key. Clarence Thomas has now become the key to taking back the majority in the Supreme Court. And Could so, be. yeah, it really, really makes this election super duper important that, you know, I mean, again, we all have our little purity test, don't we? And but at the same time, you have to keep in mind the stakes of this thing and how it's a binary choice. Only Donald Trump or Joe Biden will win this election. One way or another, can, it will not be can, your third party candidate. So, uh, can I get you? Can I get you another piece of pie, Justice Thomas? <laughs> That's mm. right. Do, do you like pork barbecue? I can make some. Okay. Well, let's uh, let's talk about Plexiderm here. We're it seems like we're we're in a long line waiting to get on uh, Debriana Mancini's uh, Corona. <laughs> Corona Kitchen Show. And, you know, I noticed when I was doing the show, when you do uh, those video chats, when you get on Zoom or you get on FaceTime or something like that, you end up noticing all the weird things about your face. That's I just, I kind of was transfixed momentarily. I go, oh my God, I look like that. So, uh, you know, if you're going through that process, you might want to pick up some Plexiderm because, of course, everything gets emphasized. Those uh, bags under your eyes, the deep wrinkles, the fine lines, and so on. We're talking about Plexiderm, a clinically studied serum that visibly eliminates your wrinkles, crow's feet, and under-eye bags, all in the comfort of your own home. Plexiderm is a solution for Zoom meeting eyes. Uh, I took the test. I tried Plexiderm, and I was amazed by the results. In just 10 minutes, all the fine lines around my eyes were gone. And the best part is Plexiderm goes on clear and lasts for hours, so nobody's going to know that you're using it unless you tell them. Go to TryPlexiderm.com. Use my code VOICES for half off a full-size bottle of Plexiderm, plus an additional $10 off. That's half off plus an extra $10 off. Or call 1-800-685-1292 and mention the code VOICES. Plexiderm is backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee. Visit TriPlexiderm.com. Use the code VOICES. That's code VOICES at TriPlexiderm.com. The Bob Seska Show. This is the great Dave Moulter, a song called Oh Woman Don't You Cry. A little bit of reggae here. Brand new single from Dave Moulter. You might remember I, uh, his uh, his single uh, Mid-Century Man was just like burning its way through the charts uh, last year. It's a great song. I'm eager, to hear the, I'm eager to hear the playback of the show so I can tell you if I like it. I know. So, yeah, here's the thing with that. Uh, I am thinking about it. I have not taken uh, a break since the holidays, a full blown week off since the uh, holidays. And as you can tell by the shows, obviously I can't get my sound effects to work or anything like that, uh, or my sound effects uh, soundboard computer. So I thought I need to take a week off and I'll I'll tell you why, because I need to get all of my computers serviced or thrown out the window. One of those two things in order to do that, I can't do the show while my computers are being serviced, obviously. So I'm thinking about that week of 4th of July, taking a week off of shows I'm sorry in advance. I hope nothing tragic or awful or newsworthy happens. But of course, of course, that'd be ridiculous. Well, that's yeah. We call that Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, right. 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 Yeah. Well, no. You. I think everybody agrees that you need the time off. I. I would hope everyone would agree. I need the time off. Uh, when did you say? Have you Have you picked a date? Have you picked a week? Is it yeah. because the computer crashed? It's going to be next week. What is? Uh, uh, it's going to be no. It's going to be in two weeks. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be in two weeks. Of, It'll be uh, the, the twenty. The Monday the twenty. 
29th that week. All right. Uh, we really should coordinate these things. What do you think? Do you think it's better if we take the same week off or uh, you take off one week and I take off the other week? That, that's probably better, right? Yeah, I think people, so. Yeah. Then people have something to listen to. That's right. And I, again, I've been resisting doing this because there's so much that's happening right now, especially with yeah. the pandemic and everything else, uh, that I just was resistant to stepping away for that long. But it's just it's come to the point where... Yeah. I just, I have to get these computers fixed. I mean, now not only is my soundboard computer not working, but my microphone's not working. It's become a, a common refrain on the show recently that uh, I got to spend an extra time after the show cobbling things together because of technical snafus. And so, yeah, enough studio is enough. Needs right? a tune up. Yeah. You need yeah. A, your studio needs a tune up. You, you need a new tune up. Uh, the, you say the computer's been acting up and it says the same thing about you. So, <laughs> Okay, so getting back to actual important things here. Um, so Donald Trump downplayed the rise of new cases across the country of uh, COVID-19, suggesting during a sure. White House event for senior citizens that if the United States stopped testing right now, we'd have very few cases, if any. F you. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> well, yes, sure it does. Yeah. <laughs> it makes perfect sense. It means it means he doesn't want to test, so we don't know. So he doesn't know. That's he'd right. rather not know, and he'd rather we didn't know either. Let's say there was no testing. Donald Trump <laughs> thinks that if there was... You're really going to go down this road, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going to try to parse this bullshit. Uh, okay, yeah. all right. So, so Donald Trump, let's say there is no testing. For, we have no tests. There's all, no one trying right. to make a test. No one's getting okay. tested. Donald Trump believes that if there was no testing, that there would be no coronavirus, that people wouldn't be getting the virus, but they would be getting the virus. See how that works? Yeah, of course. It, but the number would go down to zero, and that's the important thing to, to him. But wouldn't people still be going to the hospital and saying... Well, of course, of course yeah, they would. I no, I mean, thing, I, yeah. Yeah. This, is, this is a thing that's so dumb it doesn't... Uh, justify it doesn't warrant analysis uh because it's 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 absurd on its face uh you know this is all about uh, two things for for trump and it's hard to tell which one's in first place i have my own theory yeah uh he he, he wants to open up the country he wants to convince every everything's fine mm -hmm. uh, he wants to open the country so that uh, the business numbers will come up, you know, the economy will come up a little bit. Yeah. And uh, so he can claim credit for that. And also because he just wants to do his rallies again. Mm -hmm. And I think maybe it's almost more wanting to get out and do the rallies again than it is about opening up business. Again, it's probably at about the same level of importance to him. And speaking of his rallies, I wanted to mention this too. Do you have any idea where the Republican convention is going to take place, Buzz. Do you have any? Is well, it is it Jacksonville? Of. Is it Charlotte? Which yeah, one is it? Yeah, both. Uh, <laughs> it's both. It's going to take no, place in both the, cities. The acceptance speech, I think the big speeches, including his acceptance speech, will be in Jacksonville, and that, yeah. that will be the main part of it. But they did keep part of it in Charlotte, and uh, <laughs> they did that. They, they, this is for like committee meetings and stuff like that. So it actually is actually probably going to infect both cities, uh, but, <laughs> but, but insane. Jacksonville much more because that's, that's where the act, that's going to be the hot ticket because that's where, where Trump is speaking. And I'm just thinking all of the pissed off delegates who made plane reservations for Charlotte, thinking that they were going right. to go to the full-blown convention in Charlotte. Non-refundable. -re non Non-refundable. That's the key. Mm -hmm. And then they suddenly end up, uh, oh, it's going to be in Jacksonville. Okay, so let's cancel those reservations for Charlotte and eat the fees for the cancellations and so on and make new reservations for Jacksonville. And who would have thought that it would change again? So I'm not going to pay the extra money to uh, make the ticket refundable. So I, I've got another non-refundable ticket to Jacksonville. <laughs> and then suddenly we hear, oh, well, it's not in Jacksonville. The RNC has voted to do it in Charlotte. And then we hear right after that that, it's, that Trump is going to be delivering his acceptance speech and everything in Jacksonville. Right, right. So yeah. I, I wonder how many Again, delegates, how many attendees had to cancel multiple reservations and eat multiple and, cancellation fees in this program. And how 
and how many who do go to Charlotte won't get to go to Jacksonville and how many who go to Jacksonville won't be going to Charlotte. Right. Uh, and I think uh, the Charlotte folks will feel more cheated. I think they they want to be there for for Trump's big acceptance speech, but they're there. I, I don't understand all of the machinations, but it's mostly uh, committee meetings, platform stuff, which, uh, as I understand it, isn't going to change at all. Uh, so I, you know, I, it's usually just something that that goes on under the same umbrella as the acceptance speech and everything. This year, it got part of it, most of it, the biggest part of it, got dragged to Florida. And by the way, speaking of the uh, election and everything that's going on at conventions. Uh, we have the final six in the Veep stakes for uh, Joe Biden's running mate. Oh, really? And I heard it was down to three, so this will be interesting. Well, oh, is it down to three? Is it? Well, I mean, by one be... account. I mean, uh, people make uh, different people make different lists, and it's all just uh, conjecture anyway. Yeah. But 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 uh, I had seen a list that narrowed to three. But, but please, oh, let's, hear uh, the, let's let's start with the six and see who makes the cut. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. So the, according to the AP the other day, they were reporting the final. Final six as Atlanta Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms, Congresswoman Val Demings from Florida, mm-hmm. Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham uh, from New Mexico, uh, Kamala Harris, of course, uh, former National Security Advisor Susan Rice, uh-huh. and Elizabeth Warren. That would be the uh-huh. six possibilities. Yeah. And well, I, I know some names here that are not going to make the cut i don't think oh tell me which tell me which ones you you think uh, won't make the cut and i'll i'll check if i (laughs) agree all right right? so i don't think uh atlanta mayor keisha lance bottoms is going to make no not not well known enough and uh what uh, little exposure she's had uh might be unfavorable with a large segment of voters that's right not experienced enough not well known enough i don't think michelle lujan grisham will make the cut either from new mexico also agreed and definitely not Susan Rice, because Susan Rice right, is definitely. such an immense lightning rod. She's uh, immensely yep. smart, immensely competent. She'd make a great vice president. But in happen. terms of the perception from Republicans, I think that might drive away some Republican votes who will cross over to support Joe Biden they, normally. Republicans have whipped some of that Hillary Clinton mojo on her. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean... Yeah. <sighs> Honestly, I'm sitting right now looking at Val Demings, Kamala Harris, and Elizabeth Warren heavily leaning in the direction of either Harris or Demings. And the more yep. I think yep. about ding, ding, ding. the more I think about Val Demings, the more I think, you know what? She could do it. She could be the one. Yeah. Because yeah. You know, she puts Florida in play, uh, which it already yeah. was. I think she adds more oomph behind well, uh, Joe Biden's chances in Florida. You know, I think Kamala is very well liked. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think, I th- and, and Val Demings certainly, uh, we, we came to know her much better during the impeachment yeah. proceedings. That's another big uh, and, deal. And, and, and learned, really, uh, we're dealing with uh, somebody pretty significant there. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so, you know, I, I'm thinking now, because I'd almost like to see Kamala be the attorney general, yeah. uh, that maybe Demings would be, because she's in the South, she's uh, black, she's female, uh, she's uh, well-known enough. Uh, she could be a good uh, running mate for for Biden uh, with Kamala Harris as attorney general to be. Mm. Uh, And and I I think it would be a very good mix. As I understand it, it's really uh, Kamala who's in the lead. But she, too, can be a bit polarizing, a bit divisive. So uh, it really could be either one of them. But I think we've narrowed it down to the right two. Yeah, yeah. And with with Val Demings, I think you have someone who has uh, already legally prosecuted Donald Trump. She has a softer edge to her. In other words, she speaks powerfully, Yeah, but it doesn't uh, put people on edge, conservatives especially, as much as Kamala Harris does. And I would caution against uh, thinking that Kamala Harris would then otherwise be plunked into the uh, Justice Department. I think think it was in 2014 Kamala Harris said that she had no interest in becoming Attorney General. So, again, if she didn't. She didn't have Donald Trump to prosecute back. Oh, that is also true. That is also very true. (laughs) But I think realistically, I think there's a long uh, uh, queue of uh, U.S. attorneys who are lined up for that AG job. And I'm not sure if, uh, if Kamala Harris is even being considered for that. 
So, well, how do you, you know, how do you, uh, I don't know. How do you think they feel about Bill Barr? I, I you know, I just, I don't know. <laughs> you, you know, I, I think one of the functions of the attorney general, as I see it, is not just to run the Justice Department, yeah. but also as a voice. I liked that Eric Holder was a voice uh, mm -hmm. who spoke for justice and equality as attorney general. And I can't think of anybody better suited to do that again and maybe even better than Eric yeah. uh, than Kamala Harris. So I, I still hope for that. I, you know, I don't want to, I, I, sorry about the people who thought they were in line for the job, but, uh, and, and I'm certainly willing to get to know them, but because of her uh, ferocity with the Trump administration uh, and her experience as a prosecutor, uh, and because of her eloquence, I, yeah. I would favor Kamala as attorney general. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I could totally see her in that role. I'm just saying that we probably shouldn't count on the fact that if Kamala Harris doesn't become uh, Biden's vice presidential running mate, that she'll then become attorney general. Uh, yeah, I don't think we'll, it's... Put the, we'll put the squeeze on him, Bob. That's what we'll do. We'll put the squeeze on Biden. That's how we'll fix that. Well, meanwhile, on the other side of the ledger, over at the Death Star, uh, Trump's advisors are urging him to fire campaign manager Brad Parscale, saying that he lacks the political instincts needed to lead the team to a second term in the White House. Uh, people within his inner circle continue to question Brad's ability to bring the campaign down the home stretch because of his inexperience. Remember that Brad Parscale started out with the Trump campaign in 2016. As their merch guy, he was the guy yeah. who sold T-shirts on the internet. Like it's some big struggle to be able to put together an online store in 2016 or 2020, for that matter. So uh, that kind of gives you an impression of where this guy's coming from, experience-wise. And the other thing about Brad Parscale, and this is pure concern trolling, I swear to God. The, the other thing about him is Donald Trump's poll numbers have taken a gigantic shit. Since, mm -hmm. especially since the day, remember, I don't know, it was maybe a month or two ago when Brad Parscale tweeted a picture of the Death Star and said that we're now, today we're launching the Death Star and here we go. We're going to be uh, firing our first uh, laser, whatever. And since that day, I think Donald Trump has dropped seven to 10 points <laughs> in the polls. <laughs> Good job, Brad. You've done really, really well for yourself. But people are That's seeing that. Republicans are seeing that and going, yeah. hey, maybe this guy, maybe this isn't the guy. And they're all fools because, uh, again, it's, it's simply Trump's handling of everything, in particular the uh, coronavirus crisis and the uh, the issue of Black Lives Matter and police brutality. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, you know what? Let's take uh, one last break here and come back and talk a little bit about uh, coronavirus. And, oh, man, there's some news on the Russia-Ukraine impeachment front that I want to talk about. Uh, we'll get into that and more right after these words. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. As another uh, band from Athens, Georgia. One of uh, David Ferguson, T-Rex's uh, circle of band friends. It's a band called Feather Train and a song called Pale Sand. Link in the description. It's really uh, interesting, unusual stuff, hard-edged. 
Yeah, really great. BobSuska.com slash music if you want to submit your songs to play here in the show. Uh, we'll give all this stuff another play at the Indie Music Countdown at the end of the month. Can't wait for that. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I not only get to hear the entire song, I'll get to hear the song. So that'll be... <laughs> yeah, I know. I have, I have no idea what we just played, but uh, I look right. forward to hearing it. Yeah, and, yeah. and remember, in this announcement, if you, if you have a song idea uh, for Rocky Mountain Mike, just to <laughs> mail it. Put it on a postcard or envelope and send it to uh, Rocky Mountain Mike North Pole. And it'll get right. right. It'll, it'll get right to him. Yes, Rocky Mountain Mike loves him some requests. Okay, there you go. Um, I have the address. So let's see what else is happening here today. Uh, okay, so the FDA is no longer going to authorize the emergency use of hydroxychloroquine. I mean, this was coming Shocker. for a long, long time, and Donald Trump is not happy about this. He was asked about this during one of his whatever the fuck he was doing at the White House the other day. And, of course, his response was naturally rambling and bullshit. He was just uh, talking about how this is the same old crap. No, yeah, I know lots of people who have used it. Well... Well, that doesn't mean anything. That doesn't mean that it works. That doesn't mean that it actually helps. I mean, no. at, at what point are we going to find out for certain what kind of money Donald Trump is collecting in exchange for pitching this fucking ludicrous snake oil that's supposed to work but doesn't work? And according to Donald Trump's own FDA, I love it. In the same White House event, he uh, was asked and then kind of said something. As I said, he kind of said, well, I know some people who use it. I know people love it. Eh, work, eh. And then he goes, hey, maybe Alex Azar will say more about it. Alex, what do you <laughs> yes. think? Take it away. Take it away, Alex. Go. <laughs> What's wrong with your people? Yeah, well, see, Bob, uh, Kamala Harris can investigate all of this. Yes, you're uh, right. You know, yeah. we'll, we, will, we will get the answers. Right now, I don't think anybody's going to accomplish much of anything. No. Uh, no. Uh, the best thing we can do is let him keep burying himself. Let him yep. Keep- you know, well, yeah, himself underwater. And I don't know if you noticed that today's event with regard to whatever executive order that he signed that meant nothing to him or right. really means nothing in the long run. Uh, because, by the way, the chokeholds, uh, he, he said the chokeholds are only uh, to be used in cases of the officer feeling as if his life is in danger. Right, well, that's, that's all he's got to say to justify it, yeah. Yeah, it's a gigantic and, loophole. <laughs> Anyone's going to say, well, yeah, my life was in danger. Of course, that's why I choked the guy. Uh, so, I mean, on top of all of that, during that event, there was no social distancing going on at all. I didn't see any oh, no. masks. Everyone was just no. all crowded in together as if this thing is over, and it's not fucking over. I mean, I'm It's just, been a couple of weeks. It's been yeah. a couple of weeks since reporters have spotted uh, those around Trump wearing masks. You remember for... Very brief time, a week or two, we saw uh, a lot of the people around him wearing masks. Yeah. That has completely come to a stop. That does not happen anymore. Uh, there is not only no social distancing, there's no masks. And that's not just in public. That's everywhere all the time. Uh, you know, stay tuned, see what happens. That's right. That's right. Oh, and this was shocking to read about this. And, and by this point, we shouldn't be shocked by this kind of news. But when you finally see... Uh, news stories come down showing the real impact of getting coronavirus, but not necessarily yeah. dying from it. The damage that can be done just by being infected. But oh, we're just learning. Yeah, yeah. Permanent kidney damage. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Goes on. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Uh, Hip hop recording artist Scarface has uh, opened up about his COVID recovery. So the 49 year old musician revealed that he is still using a dialysis machine My every God. day. Yeah. Explaining, quote, COVID attacked my lungs first, and then it attacked my kidneys and knocked them out. I got full lung recovery, but my kidneys never wow. came back. Yeah. Oh, and sometimes the lung damage can be permanent. And there are side effects of this disease, uh, damage from this disease we don't even know yet. Yeah, yeah. So there are still people walking around going, well, it's just like the flu. Well, if I get it, I get it. You know, I think the 60% of the people are losing all their money because of 1%. I think Bill Burr said that on the Joe Rogan show last week or something well, like, well, yeah, well yeah, why yeah. should why should 60% of the people lose all their money and lose their jobs and everything like that just to save whatever it is, 2% of the national population? That is no, an insane new, way to think about it. New polling, again, has 70, 80% of Americans of all political stripes yeah. uh, favoring uh, masks, social distancing, uh, you know, not opening things up, uh, better safe than sorry, mm-hmm. uh, still put, uh, still prioritize health over the economy. Even uh, those who have 
much to lose or have lost much already still favor the safety measures to keep people from dying. Uh, The vast majority of America uh, favors these safety measures. Unfortunately, what we're seeing is the other 30% of America or 40% of America out in public uh, without the masks, without social distancing, in many places as if this had never happened. That's right. And uh, that's very bad news. I I learned a a discomforting distinction today from uh, reading uh, the opinions of epidemiologists, and they they seem to agree in this uh, en masse, that uh, this isn't a second wave that we're experiencing. This is a spike in the first wave. And as it was explained to me, and this is... This is how, you know, maybe it'll connect for more people. The, the second wave does not occur until the first wave has disappeared. Right. So, like, if you're standing on the beach, uh, you know, you the wave comes in, it washes out, and the next thing you know, you're standing on wet sand. Yeah. And then another wave comes in and covers your ankles and goes back out, and you're standing on, on wet sand. So uh, those are separate waves. This wave hasn't subsided yet, explained the epidemiologist, which means this is not a second wave. We're still in the first one. It's just spiking again. Yeah, and you notice, too, that Dr. Fauci has had to do his own, basically his own PR, his own press releases, his own statements I love the this, though. The CDC, Bob, had their first real news conference briefing in three months the other day. Jesus Christ. Because Trump finally stopped having his damn show, his yeah. damn TV show, and because... Uh, they realized that if they didn't say these things, they weren't going to get said and felt they had a moral obligation to speak up. So, yeah, Fauci is speaking more freely. The CDC is having its press briefings again, whether the White House wants it to or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is very encouraging from uh, from a, an agency that has cowered under Trump. Yeah, very much so. And uh, speaking of which, let's talk about the Justice Department here for a second, because the House Judiciary Chairman Jerry Nadler has mm-hmm. subpoenaed two Department of Justice whistleblowers, uh, John Elias and Aaron Zelensky, not related to the uh, to the other <laughs> Zelensky, saying no. they are, quote, prepared to describe the unprecedented politicization, 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 politicization in editing. We'll pick the right one and leave that one in. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> politicization of the department under President Trump and Attorney General William Barr. So there's going to actually be. Congressional testimony from these guys who worked on the uh, uh, Roger Stone case and to find out now what was going on behind the scenes with Bill Barr wanting to uh, kill that uh, prosecution. We we know where this is going to go, but we need to pursue it anyway. So we. So we really, really know and know the details of it. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm glad that's being pursued and uh, sunshine disinfects. So <laughs> let's get it. Let's get it out there. That's absolutely right. And you know what else? Uh, we're going to do this when we get into the postmortem show coming up here uh, on our Patreon page. Trump's niece is writing a tell-all book about Trump that's going to be due out this summer. We're going to talk about some of the specific things that uh, we're hearing about the book and the content of the book uh, uh, during the postmortem show coming up on our Patreon page. That's Bob, bobsuskashow.com. Yeah. We're gonna. I was just gonna say we're gonna dish on palace intrigue. That's right. I can't wait <laughs> because this is uh, this niece is the daughter of Fred Trump Jr. So. This the niece is uh, Trump's late brother's daughter. This is right. the, the daughter of the brother who died of alcoholism. So that's uh, that's where the uh, family origins come from. The family connections there. So we're going to talk about that and uh, a whole lot more coming up on the uh, postmortem show. That's on our Patreon page. It's bonus content. When this music is done playing, we just keep right on talking. And that is what's called the Postmortem Show, going on for about 20 minutes or so. Uh, by the way, if you want to sign up for $5 a month, you get two Postmortem Shows every month. You sign up at $10 a month, you not only get the two Postmortem Shows, but you also get the Friday After Party with me and Kimberly Johnson. So if you want the full scope of all four shows that we record every week, all four podcasts, you have to go to our Patreon page and sign up. Patreon.com slash Show, or just go to BobSuska.com and click the all-caps Patreon link beneath the logo at bobsuska.com. Thank you for doing that. Meanwhile, Buzz Burbank News and Comment every Thursday. It's the best hour of news you're going to get all week. 
And it includes a teeny tiny little commentary in there by me as well. Yay. So that's buzzburbank.com, realmnetwork.com, everywhere you get your podcasts. Speaking of which, make sure to support the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. That's at sexyliberal.com and all the podcasts over there. Five-star rating and reviews for all of the podcasts on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network, as well as Buzz Burbank News and Comment. And, uh, and oh, let's see what else. Oh, uh, Jody Hamilton's From the Bunker. Uh, yeah. John Fugel saying Sanity Cast, which... There's someone, uh, John's guest last week on the Sanity Cast was uh, this guy named Bob Seska. I don't know who he is, but sounds like a drag off to me. (laughs) Sounds like an a hole. Yeah, I've heard he's an a hole. Uh, Okay, (laughs) that's it for the show. I'm going to destroy my computers. I think I already have. See you on the postmortem show, folks. Uh, If not, we'll see you. Oh, by the way, tomorrow on the uh, interview show, Steve Bennon from Matto Blog is going to be on tomorrow's interview show. Wow. We'll see you over there, folks. Bye-bye. Patreon. Okay, now more than ever, we're all thinking about our hygiene. We're washing our hands. We're sneezing in our arms. We're being careful. We're wearing masks. But what about your cell phone? It's a gigantic carrier of germs. Phones are a vector for disease, and we rarely ever clean them. We're constantly touching our phones with our hands and even pressing them to our faces. It's time to take cleaning your phone seriously. The Clean Phone Pro Sanitizer uses medically proven UV light technology to kill 99.99% of all bacteria that comes in contact with your phone. Better than wipes and safe for your advice, the Clean Phone Pro gets every inch of your phone clean with nine high-power UVC lights. There's a dedicated wireless charging pad on top of the chamber. You can be sanitizing other items while wirelessly charging your phone, or just use the Clean Phone Pro as your go-to charging station anytime. A fully removable top means easier fit for more items and larger items, too. Go to thecleanphone.com today and get one for just $89 in free shipping when you use the code SEXYLIBERAL, all one word. And don't forget, they also sell N95 masks masks over there so get yourself a bunch of masks at thecleanphone.com if you're serious about hygiene it's time to get serious about cleaning your phone go to thecleanphone.com and keep your phone truly clean remember to use the code sexy liberal for two-day free shipping and it's going to ship immediately that's thecleanphone.com thecleanphone.com